0: This is the third year in a row I'm doing an episode featuring new, up-and-coming rock bands. It's my way of trying to throw spotlight onto a music scene that has become largely forgotten. I'm talking about rock music. Not indie rock, not punk rock music, not heavy metal music. Rock music. Today, with so many different types of musics becoming successful in their own right, the fallout has turned rock music into a generalized, hard-to-define, hard-to-identify sound. But to me, the sound is very easy to distinguish. My band, after all, is part of this forgotten scene. But you ask 10 people today what rock music sounds like, and you're most likely going to get five or six or seven different definitions of it. It's frustrating, to say the least, if you play it for a living. Hell, I'm out here now doing interviews to promote our latest album, A Rock Supreme, and every so often, I'll either read or hear our band— being categorized as a metal band. For the millionth time, and for the record, we're not a metal band, we're a hard rock band. It's simply a deafening confirmation that nobody, not even music journalists themselves, know what the hell rock music sounds like. So, that's why I'm doing this third, and I guess annual, episode of the new rock and roll scene. I am jealous of other music scenes and how connected their bands are to each other, how much of a community they have to rely on, and the infrastructure they've built to harbor cottage industries within. Rock, on the other hand, is largely an unorganized mess, continually co-opted by larger entities that often do not have its band's best interests at heart. Doing these new rock episodes I feel like Tom Hanks in Castaway, talking to a Wilson Volleyball, screaming out into a silent black void. But every time I get a tweet or a message from somebody getting turned on to one of the bands featured on here, I do feel a little revived. Like last year on episode number 169, I'm going to play what I thought was a pretty succinct part of the New Rock episode from 2017, episode number 145, that summarized exactly how I feel about rock music today. So here it is. And I found myself over and over again lamenting the lonesome nature of rock and roll. Lonesome in the sense that, unlike other popular forms of music like punk rock and heavy metal, Rock and roll doesn't have a cohesive, interconnected scene or network. There isn't a unifying hub that binds bands together. Although we may share the same influences and listen to the same bands, we are all islands onto ourselves staring at each other from afar, stranded. When one steps back, it can be easy to see why this has come to be. Unlike punk rock and heavy metal, rock and roll never adapted to the times its sound and its basic functions have remained stuck in time It can be off-putting for some who need a current connection to really submerse themselves. Punk rock is constantly adapting to the times, constantly refreshing and recharging itself for the next generation. Ask anyone of ranging ages who their favorite punk bands are and each demographic will give you an entirely different list, but all interconnected with one another in some way. Even heavy metal has slowly started to change its presentation sound, and its look to adapt to younger audiences. I think of bands like Deaf Heaven, Gallhammer, Sun-O, and Ghost, each one more different than the other. Being that rock and roll has been around the longest and was once the most popular form of music, it has had enough time to be beaten into the ground. We never need to hear Stairway to Heaven or Yellow Submarine ever again. Thanks to classic rock radio, we've all heard it played over and over to the point of nausea. And all that repetition has helped detach rock from being taken seriously anymore as a viable current medium. And even though rock and roll itself, being blues-based, is an appropriation of black culture, it has since been appropriated itself by pop culture. On kids' TV shows, in shopping mall clothing stores... Uh, The genre has become a term used to describe anything other than the music. And nobody wants to go near it anymore. When I hear someone say, Rock on, man! Or, let's rock! Or, let's rock and roll! They don't mean the music. They mean something else. Even bands that get played on the radio that sound like that dripping grunge meets adult contemporary drone that you hear when you're in the waiting room at the doctor... That gets labeled rock and roll. Where it was once revered as dangerous and offensive, it is now seen as innocuous and aseptic. The accoutrements associated with the music and the general mindset of the music have also become passé and dated. Celebrated misbehavior, overindulgence... Purile lyrics, purile imagery, undue misogyny, these have all helped to keep rock and roll as a throwback music that your uncle listened to, but it is no longer largely seen as a music to aspire to play. I'm not saying it should change its sound, this is the music that I love. Love it so much I gambled my life on it, but I am starting to see that it is slowly stepping back into the shadows and reclaiming its once lofty standing by, of all things, being quiet and letting everyone else forget about it. Finally, rock and roll is becoming cool again. It's becoming outsider music. It's becoming underground music. But like I stated earlier, rock and roll doesn't have a unifying hub that binds the bands and the audience together. In metal, there's blabbermouth and the countless metal magazines in each country. There are also labels that cater to signing only metal bands, not to mention the metal-centric music festivals that are the biggest in the world, like Valken Open Air, Grass Pop, Hellfest. In punk rock, there's a collective grassroots underground network that is so strong, it is beyond borders and can be found at almost every point on the globe. Not to mention punk news, Dying Scene, probably other five other outlets I, I'm not even aware exist. And of course, there's Warped Tour, Riot Fest, and institutions like Maximum Rock and Roll and Flipside. What does rock and roll have? Rolling Stone magazine? That has little in common with true rock and roll music anymore when Snoop Dogg or the cast of Twilight graced the cover instead of true blue rock acts. Well, if rock and roll doesn't have Rolling Stone magazine, or any other outlet for that matter behind it, supporting it, I want to throw this podcast in the ring to do so. For this podcast episode, and sporadically in the near future, I want to throw light on rock bands, newer rock bands who are, I feel, playing rock and roll with the true spirit the music demands. Bands that have their hearts in the right place. And hey, if you really want to play rock and roll in 2017 when pop music, EDM, heavy metal, punk rock, and indie rock usurp it at every turn, you must be into this music because you like it. And I doff my cap to you. Over the years, our band has made concerted efforts to take rock bands out on the road with us to create true rock and roll packages. It might sound easy to do because you see metal bands touring together all the time. Punk bands tour together as well. But being in a rock band today, most are unsure as what constitutes a rock band. And we are always getting suggestions for tours from people with bands that don't match the rock and roll sound or the idea we have as to what a rock and roll band is supposed to be. For some reason, being in a rock and roll band, to a lot of people, means dressing up like you just stole the wardrobe from the Matrix movies, and everyone is pained, and everyone is crying. Probably the farthest thing from rock and roll, actually. So, what am I talking about here? Obviously, I'm talking about bands with a Heavy guitar sound, blues-based, as mentioned, but don't fall into that slippery, hellish black hole that is termed alternative. There was a time when alternative music meant anything that sounded cool, couldn't be easily categorized as punk rock, but still shared the aesthetic. Maybe we're on the same labels, shared the same audiences. I'm thinking of bands like The Meat Puppets, The Pixies, Soundgarden, and even The Red Hot Chili Peppers. Eventually, some of these bands broke into the mainstream, and with that, turned the term alternative into a genre onto itself. But without a unifying sound, alternative got lumped in with rock and roll. So I don't mean those types of bands. In order to carve out a unifying scene, some lines in the sand must be drawn, and, and here's where I draw them. I'm talking about bands who reference older rock bands when rock was king from the 60s and the 70s, sometimes from the 80s, but they do it with a reverence that doesn't spill over to mere parody or become a kitschy throwback. The disparity between punk bands is an ongoing discussion. The unifying thread between, say, The Clash and The Chrome are similar contrarian attitudes and outlooks to life. But in rock, influences are only degrees away from each other. Most rock bands will cite similar influences, and there's a tendency for stagnation due to musical inbreeding. So these bands I want to focus on and corral into some semblance of a scene have wider influences that take from metal and punk and pop and soul music, much like our band does. Some of these bands we've taken out on tour with us. Some I've watched from the sidelines and become their fan. Happy to know there are new bands out there still willing to carry the torch that Iggy, Lemmy, Phil, Jimmy, and Keith carried before. We've been doing this rock and roll thing for 20 years, and I feel we've only now hit our stride, putting out the best rock records of our career and it makes it fun knowing there's a real scene to receive it, an audience to champion it. And here's an episode that showcases a few bands that are part of this scene. I want to bring these bands together, make you aware of them, make them aware of each other. I'll play about a minute or so from each band to give a taste and to comply with any sort of territorial legalities. And let's start Constructing a proper, respectable contemporary rock and roll scene that punk and metal have long since had. And that was the introduction to episode number 145 back in 2017. Of course, at the time I recorded that soft harangue, we were celebrating 21 years as a band. Well, in 2019, it's now 23 years our band has been active, playing shows, putting out records, doing rock. From last year, nothing has changed. Arguably, things have only gotten worse for rock music in general. However, the shining light are the bands themselves, like Admiral Sir Cloudsley Shovel, Judah, Dead Lord, 77, High Spirits, Broken Teeth, Lachinga, Dr. Boogie, Audrey Horn, Lute, Faz Waltz, Big Kiz, Gin Lady, Wildlife, The Cry, Death by Ungabunga, Miraculous Mule, Biblical, Imperial State Electric, and Night Flight Orchestra. These are the bands that I've featured in the past. And with the exception of the Biters, they're still going strong, at least from what I know. Now with this episode, I present to you nine more bands— Maybe you've heard them already and are a fan, or maybe you just haven't been able to hear them because nobody leads with rock music these days. Whatever the case, all these bands hit hard, kick ass, and rock balls. So, without further ado, let's start.
1: The called the Danko Jones podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, get ready because the Danko Jones podcast starts <laughs>
0: Prima Donna are a Los Angeles band that we've gotten to know very well over the past few months. They were our openers on our last European tour and through half our West Coast tour with us and Nashville Pussy. They were the perfect band to tour with, equal parts stones, dolls, T-Rex faces, and a respectable dose of rockabilly in both sound and style. This combination becomes a syrupy molasses that easily won us over. But don't take my word for it. Reputable fellows like Billy Joe Armstrong of Green Day and Stevie Van Zant are among their fans. Van Zant went so far as to sign them up on his wicked cool label. Check out the one and only prima donna. Another great band from Los Angeles following a similar tradition are Telephone Lovers. Their Flamin' Groovies, Cheap Trick, New York Dolls, Early Kiss amalgam is just too catchy to resist. I love bands that give me a power pop, hard rock wallop, and Telephone Lovers do it in spades. They've got one self-titled full-length, and last year released a single, so hopefully this means 2019 we'll hear even more. Here are Telephone Lovers. Despite what category people put Motorhead in, Lemmy would always say they played rock and roll. I always agreed with him. So it makes sense that Motorhead guitarist Phil Campbell continued this hard rock and roll tradition with his band, Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons. And just like the name states, it is Phil with his three sons, Todd, Tyla, and Dane. Todd on guitar, Tyla on bass, and Dane on drums. Neil Star, formerly of Attack, Attack, on vocals. And their debut full-length, released last year on Nuclear Blast, entitled The Age of Absurdity, is a glorious launch. It's Phil Campbell on guitar, so yes, there's definitely a motorhead feel. There's definitely a heavy blues feel, but there's more going on as well. And what gets mixed in with uh, is, is what the Bastard Sons are bringing in. Here's the track Ringleader off their Age of Absurdity LP so you can hear it for yourself. This is a spotlight on new and newish rock bands just out of the gate. I have been carelessly neglectful, not mentioning Malmo, Sweden's Royal Republic over the last few new rock and roll scene episodes. The band have five albums in their discography, including this year's Club Majesty, and they've done quite well in top shelf circles, charting well and making sure rock stays on the minds and ears of the general populace. We'll for 2017 was Here Lies Man. Many have described the band like a mashup between Black Sabbath and Afrobeat, and they're dead on. It single-handedly got me on an Afrobeat rabbit hole, a hole I have no desire to get out of either. The band has Marcus Garcia on guitar, who's also an anti ballast and Jeff Mann, who used to be an anti ballast so already you know you're getting a Band steeped in Afrobeat and Cuban sounds. So, why not slip in some IOMI and all that? Sounds good to me. Here's Here Lies Man. King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, a septet that have done their near impossible. They are both prolific and consistent. It's enough to bend one's mind when we live in a world where most bands wait two to four years between album cycles. I thought we were productive, releasing albums every two years, but King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard released five full-length albums in 2017, and all of them more splendid than the next They followed it up with two EPs in 2018 and have another full length called Fishing for Fisheries slated for a release next month. They're more than fantastic, they're phenomenal. They're King Gizzard and The Lizard Wizard. There's something happening in our little town of Toronto, too. Lots of bands playing, but only a few manage to rise to the surface compared to smaller cities that seem to churn superior bands out into the world like a factory conveyor belt. However, the buck stops at Public Animal and their melange of smoldering hard rock steeped in a psychedelic organ grind. Ian Blurton, formerly of Change of Heart, on guitar and lead vocals; Caitlin Dacey on keyboards and lead vocals; Eric Larock, formerly of Tricky Woo on bass, and Ryan Gassy on drums. Here's a track called "It Don't Seem Right" off their Palace Arms album. When you're from Los Angeles, a fuzzy psychedelic send-up that's got some MC5, some Stooges, some Captain Beyond when they're firing on all cylinders. They've got some serious rock and roll pedigree within their ranks too, namely Ruben Romano on guitar and vocals who helped found Fu Manchu and Nebula. Their third album, Crazy World, came out last year and I can go on and on about it, but let's just hear a track off it. Nashville, Tennessee's East Side Gamblers play straight up, no frills, hard rock. If you like your rock undiluted, then I recommend the East Side Gamblers. I can list off the usual suspects of bands like ACDC and Led Zeppelin, but this is fresh, this is crisp. This ain't a throwback, this is hardy and robust. When I need a recharge of some good down-home rock tunes, the kind that make you want to roll down the window while on the highway on a Friday night, this is the band. Their new EP was produced by none other than Nick Raskalinox, and you can hear it. It jumps out at you like this. (coughs) Others from Missouri, D. Radke on guitar and vocals, Isaiah Radke on bass guitar and Solomon Radke on drums, formed the trio Radke. They released their debut album, Delicious Rock Noise, in 2016, and they pretty much floored me the first time I heard them. I'm talking jaw down to the floor. I am a big fan. They've recently completed tours with Jack White and The Damned, and expect more great things to come from this band. Rarely do I get this giddy over a new band. It feels great to be a radkey booster, so check them out.) Not- Go nine rock bands that fly in the face of stupid slogans like rock is dead. And of course, with these episodes, I happily throw our band into the ring. We release our new album, our ninth studio album, A Rock Supreme, on April 26th. It's 11 cuts of hot, hard rock hitting you in the face. We will be touring everywhere, we will be taking the hard rock all over the world. And we're going to be playing this song as well. Thank you for listening to this episode. And we will see you out there, rock and roll fans.
1: Feeling like a black dog, kicked down, ripped off, torn apart and tossed out. One day gonna rise and take a mile. Sweet to feel it Extract revenge and right the wrongs Keeps happening time and time again, man Can't keep this steady, gotta square it up All it takes to set me off is one more step I'm gonna get mine, let my chip fall just behind the black line Wheels keep on turning